Okay, good morning. Today's class is sponsored by Shoshana Abrahams and A.B. Checo. And Mr. Hashem also in Vorshalema of Rav Shalom Yavne and Rav Daniel Mansara. Also in this, and Hanabat Adel, a successor of Yerachim Rav Elisheva Banaba, Gadiel Ben Elisheva, Shefa Ben Elisheva, Reda Malka, Bat Elisheva, Reda Malka, Batova Basha, and Gadiel Ben Elisheva, and Emmet Ben Elisheva. Uh, God willing, next Thursday night, we're going to do a class at 8 o'clock at the um, Highland Lake Synagogue in order in honor of the Shloshim, third day passing of um, Rosie Behar. And God willing, uh, tonight we're going to do an Instagram live at 8, uh, 8.15 on Instagram. Okay, everybody share and rate the podcast. All right, we're going to do today lesson 46 in the second half of the Quran and the 50th gate. Very, very important question, very important. Um, I've been doing a lot of these Q&As, and I just want to get people's questions just to see where their, where their head is at. You know, this is, um, it's, you can learn a lot from people's questions, and based on the questions themselves, I, I want to basically tailor to make sure to meet everybody where they're at. And uh, one of the things that um, people are definitely having an, a hard time with is, is definitely obstacles, resistance, uh, you know, feeling like, you know, when they're praying that nothing's coming out, just feeling like just losing that motivation, losing that feeling and consistency. So I really, really want to talk about the, give you guys a different angle on how important the effort is versus the result or the feeling. It's very, very important. You need to understand that. Um, the reason why is because at the end, listen, you're, tr- you're trying your best to do your best. The next thing you know, you're showing up with nothing but failures. The first thing you're going to do is get discouraged and, and, and find the exit door. But this is why we need these teachings from our sages to give us uh, guidance, to give us our, our own. Uh, we all need chizuk. We all need strengthening in every area of our lives. The Gemara clearly says there's two things that need major strengthening is prayer and, and Torah. Both of those things need constant strength, strengthening. Why? Because those are the two things that you, you have potential for greatness. So anywhere, anytime there's potential for greatness, there's definitely potential for tremendous opposition, etc. So Rav Nachman says here in Lesson 46, and we're going to actually just give you a, a style of pretty much how Rabbi Natan speaks and how he prayed to overcome this. And he begins the Torah says that every Jew serves God with devotion and self-sacrifice every single day. Remember, it's very, very important, this concept of self-sacrifice. In order to really make a splash in heaven, you really have to have self-sacrifice. Self-sacrifice could be completely different on each and all, all levels. One person self-sacrifice if he's stingy is to give money. Another person self-sacrifices to wake up in the morning. Another person sacrifice a Scorpio sacrifices to keep his mouth shut in, in an argument. That is self-sacrifice. That's like giving a million dollars away to charity. That's considered... But you could see the difficulty. A, a, a Taurus's self-sacrifice would be giving up control and just letting it go. You could see it, it's not <laughs> tremendous amount of sacrifice we need. Cancer is not to be moody all the time and not to you know run out of. The, they don't like something; they run out all the time. You know, we we could see we we all have these tremendous amount of uh, flaws and, th- and things we don't want to face. I'm just giving you a little bit of a sample, or pretty much. But we all have this more than others. Gemini, to stay focused, for him is major self-sacrifice. For him, Gemini, to stay focused, <laughs> you could split the red, the, the red spit. We all have this. It's not to say, uh, God gave you this. He gave you this and it's part of our struggle in our lives 
to deal with. The more I'm getting into the signs, the more I'm getting into elements. I'm going to have a master class soon. But I see, I see the, the constant um, opposition in that area. And again, this is the way God made us, and we have to deal with what we have to deal with. So Ramachim says, every Jew has to serve himself with, with, with great devotion and self-sacrifice every day. And even at every moment, for instance, a person's money is related to him like a soul. Our sages tell us that we crave money because money comes from the same place our soul comes from. So everybody is very ambitious about making money. It's because there's a, there's a, it comes from the same place as your soul. So when you dedicate a lot of efforts to make money and you risk and you put a lot of danger to make money, and then after all that danger, you give charity, that is considered self-sacrifice. You understand why charity is so precious? It's because after all the headaches and the risk you took and the people you're dealing with, and then you take money, now you're giving it to charity, that to your creator is very special because he knew exactly what you did to make the money and you gave it away. That's why people who, are, who give charity, it's the greatest way to preserve the blessing because you're ultimately... After all that, you did this. You know, it's almost like we hear stories in the Holocaust of what people gave away bread just to put on a pair of tefillin for a minute. I mean, that's, I mean, bread in the Holocaust was self-sacrifice. So just, this is an area of our lives where we have to recognize that. And there's no other place where you're going to sacrifice more than marriage. So, if you're so excited to get married, which I'm sure everybody, you know, those who are not married, who are single, they're very excited to be married. They're, but there's a, there's a tremendous amount of sacrifice to be married. I mean, tremendous amount of sacrifice. Let's not underestimate it at all. So if you're not willing to sacrifice while you're single, imagine what it's going to look like when you're married. <laughs> you're going to be called to sacrifice things. Help with the kids at 2 o'clock in the morning. Do this, do that. Next thing you know, you're not a person of sacrifice. Here comes all the sacrifice. You're like, whoa, <laughs> I'm in a toxic relationship. I'm in a to- they're demanding. No, that's, that's pretty much uh, life. I hate to tell it to you. But we don't, we don't see this from our own little world. Uh, we see this as, you know, the, the perfect ending and the perfect completion. But it's, it's, there's a, I mean, anybody who's married will tell you, wow, there's a lot of sacrifice you need. I can tell you from my own experience, wow, did I expect so much. I, but, you know, it made me a better person. It made me more of a giver. Because remember, who you're sacrificing? You're sacrificing. You're sacrificing for the for the soul itself. So at the end of the day, it's you're giving up your own ego. That's all it is. And you can just see how much of our ego and how much of our ego is really running running the show. And Rav Nachman says the same thing. Just like charity, he says prayer. It's the exact same thing. If I wake up to pray and I'm tired and I'm battling against my own mindset, that itself, because a person has to invest. So much effort in his struggle with prayer, distracting thoughts, moods, is it going to work, my own questions about God, does it work, what should I pray for, I'm burnt out, I don't want to pray, all of these things, and you still do it, that is considered sacrifice, because it's so easy not to do it. But if you're able, that's why we're very confused about the... The struggle itself, we get, we get constantly and constantly, we see struggles, we go, it's not for me. You can't say it's not for you anymore. <laughs> you can't say it's not for you anymore and grow anywhere in your life. Because our sages tell us, there's no way to change a character trait. 
other than prayer. It's not possible to change a character trait. You have a bad, you have an anger issue. You have an issue with this. There's no way to change that just on reading things. You literally, you physically need to pray and you need to fight the struggle itself. And the more, think about it logically. Let's say you have an anger issue. And all you're thinking about is who's angering you. So if you're praying, please God, keep these, away, keep these people away from me. It's not going to work. The prayer has to be, because remember, you're, you're so angry that people are making you angry. So that's actually the obstacle. So what you really, really need to do is remove all this anger and not be so triggered by this anger. Do you understand? It's very, very important that sometimes we, we're focusing and don't, when you're, when you're in prayer, you don't want to focus on the messenger. You want to focus on the message that people are affecting you. Why am I so affected by these people? Why am I, and we're not getting, we're not getting that. And again, I, I, I myself, have, if it's, it's not a question whether you have it in the bag or not. Our sages tell us our evil inclination grows exactly with you. He will never, he doesn't, he grows exactly with you. So the tests, they never go away. So it's a constant battle every single day. And this is where Rav Nachman says, each person thinks that his obstacle in serving God, such as travel, I, I never forget, I used, to, I used to go to Uman, and when I was so built up the whole thing to go to Uman, etc., I get there, I'm like, what in the world am I doing in the middle of Ukraine? I'm sitting there with my luggage, all these Israelis are throwing their jumping, smoking in my face. I'm like, what in the world? What in the world did I do to come here? What am I doing here? And I felt like this completely, all of this built up. I got there, I'm like, I was completely like, it was like, I never forget the first or two times that it happened to me until I understood this. All my inspiration went down the drain in a minute. And I'm in Uman. I figured, well, I got here, should be excited. But then what happens is it was only an obstacle. And then I got a constantly, then I got a completely new, new arousal once I started getting into the holiday, etc. So it's, it's, it's common where you'll, you'll build up a, a, an excitement to get into a relationship. You start meeting somebody. Next thing you know, all the inspiration winds out. doesn't mean it's not for you. It's part of the process. That's part of the confusions in life. Very, very important. Do not rely on a, on a subject, something that's it's just your moods. You're giving your feeling based on your moods. And Rav Nachman tells us this exactly. He says, everybody thinks this obstacle is greater than the other person's. He says, no, it's completely tailor-made to you. For instance, you may, you may overcome practical obstacles, but then you have to now remove the obstacles from your heart. In prayer, a person has to overcome a number of obstacles before he can engage in active prayer. But if his heart is, is wrestling with God, if he is filled with questions and doubts about God, this is the greatest obstacle to prayer. The bottom line is, if I knew that my Creator was standing in front of me while I was praying, while I'm praying, I would be completely all in, focused, I would never put, take out my phone. I would never, you know, wander away. I would never... If your creator was looking right in front of you, you would be completely all in. But we, we have questions about that. We have questions in our heart. Is he listening? Is he not listening? Is this worth it? Is it making a sense? You understand? This is a common thing you, you're going to experience. And, and when you plow through those things, that is considered self-sacrifice, and that is where you get the reward. You get the reward by having the courage to face the obstacle because that itself was the obstacle, but at the end of the day, God's in the obstacle. And he gives us a great example. The Baal Shem Tov once had a, it tells a king who had a great treasury and he surrounded the, 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 the whole, there was a palace 
and basically there were seven walls to get into the palace. What happens, there was a first group of guys, they got up to the first wall. What happens? There's a wall, we can't make it. They, they left. The second group got to the second wall. Same thing. They couldn't handle it, they left. The third group, etc. Until the seventh group, there was only one guy left and he made it through the palace. And they asked him, how'd you do it? He says, I said there's no walls. Bottom line is, the more, the more fears we have, the first thing we do when we do have fears, we put up walls and we create obstacles. Fears do not, when a person has fear, the first thing he's going to do, put up a wall for protection, to protect the ego, to protect whatever it is. That's a mechanism we all have. A relationship starts getting heavy and you're afraid. Next thing you know, you'll find a way to stop it. You put up a wall. You put up a wall. You'll find something about that person to give you an excuse why it's not for you. I'm just trying to explain to you what happens. We all do this. I see my wife, she's trying to get me to be more into Instagram and, and be more reactive. All I'm doing is putting up walls, walls, walls. One wall here, no, it's not for me, I don't want to show my life, etc. Wall, another wall. And, and it's bothering her because I'm putting up too much walls, she's trying to help me. So you can see, it's, I'm putting up the walls because it's, it's something I, I don't do. It's, I like private life, but apparently this, she wants me to interact more, etc. But all I'm doing is putting up walls, and I recognize me putting up walls. I don't know, maybe because I've never done it before. It's uncomfortable, but I recognize I'm the cause of the problem. It's not hurt. I'm the cause. So when we put up walls, we just create obstacles greater than it is. Our job is to break down the walls and be open-minded. But again, some of us, like I said, some of us that are like, you know, Scorpios, the Tauruses, that are like very, they're, they're fixed signs. So you can see the difference between a fixed sign, they don't like to move. They don't like to move. Fixed signs do not like to move. They don't move. This is who I am, I'm not moving. And you can see when you, you don't move, you're not flexible, there are areas in our lives that you miss growth opportunities. But you have to recognize the issue and you have to, we have to recognize it's a control issue, it's a fear issue, and this is why we put up walls. So this is something very common to us. But our job, first of all, is to plow through the walls because we put up walls before. Our job is to really, really plow through those walls, etc. And this is what the Rebbe teaches. People who want to be upright and dedicate themselves to serving God encounter great confusion and obstacles. That means if you're not having, if you don't have confusion and obstacles, that means you're not getting any, you're nowhere. <laughs> you're nowhere. That means you're not making any noise. Because remember, if you have for a person to go smoke or, or to get and, and feel a feeling of spirituality, there's no obstacles there. Because that he's not getting he's not earning that. He's not earning anything. All he's getting after that is shame. There's no obstacles to go get high, there's no obstacles to go get drunk. Because at the end of the day, the end result of that is going to be nothing. So why why not? They'll open the door for you. But anytime you want to do something where you're spiritually, where you have to work for, there you're going to have tremendous amount of obstacles. They cannot reach any satisfied decision because they're always confused. Anything they want to do for God is difficult for them. Know that this enthusiasm that they try and exert themselves, even if it's difficult, that effort itself is considered a sacrifice. As it says in the Pasuk and the Zohar, for your sake we slain all day, considered like a sheep ready for slaughter. And the Zohar states, that this sacrifice, that they don't let you, that itself, you're getting tremendous amount of credit for it. 
all you're doing basically is the following. You know, the, the Rabbi Akiva used to say that little, a, a bit of water ends up, can break through, can, can go through a rock. All you're doing is every single time you pray, you have to almost pretend like you have a big, a big, big, pretend you're on a ledge and you have to take this big rock and dump it on, 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 the, on the other cliff. And every single day you're doing, you're pushing a little more. You're pushing a little more. You're pushing a little more until that one day, it's just going to fall. And this is exactly what we're doing. Every time we're trying to pray and we go through these situations, we're building. What are you trying to do? You're building compassion. You're not telling God to force it. You're building compassion and compassion and compassion until your Creator eventually gives it to you. The reason why He makes it so difficult is because He wants to prepare you for every other thing in your life to have a realistic game plan on how to deal. The reason why we have failures in one area of our lives is really to get knowledge and wisdom so we can apply it to other areas of our lives. It's not to hurt you. It's to give you wisdom. But wisdom has a price itself. You know, ask any billionaire, ask any million, they'll tell you, listen, I got here through a lot of pain. There's a, there's a price for all this pain. There's a price. That means you handle pain well, you get a reward for it, you get paid. Bottom line is you get paid. You get paid because you can now use that wisdom, etc. Why do coaches get paid crazy amounts of money? Because they've handled experience. They've handled very difficult situations. So here we go. If we run away from the challenge and we say it's not for me, it's too confusing, I, I can't do it, then, that, then you go nowhere. So you pretty much have to plow through these things. And you have to break these walls down that we all do. We all throw, break, we all throw walls down, period. The more, and a lot of it is because we're very sensitive. We're very sensitive and we don't want to hear. Put a wall. It's easier to put a wall not to hear something, isn't it? All I have to do, if I don't want to hear what you're saying, is all I have to see is you're being, you're being toxic, you're being rude, you're being dead. Wall. Isn't that what we do? Yes? You're being abusive. Wall. So our sensitivity is not going to get us anywhere either. So this is, again, this is a common thing and I recognize from my own life where I put walls up. And I put walls up for no reason. Just because I don't want to deal with something. And those walls at the end of the day, now I have to go, go break them. So you see, it's double the effort now. You put the wall now, now you have to break the wall and deal with the original issue. <laughs> That's the problem. If you never had the original wall, then you wouldn't have to go break it. Re go deal with the original issue. You see how much work all this is causing? It's so much work. But again, this is, this is a, if we're not aware of what we're doing, if we're not conscious, if we're not focusing on the big picture, we don't recognize that this is something that we, that we do. You know, many times I get guys, you know, to, to, dealing with the with, with sexual purity and challenges, they put up a wall, right away they put up a wall. Well, how come he doesn't do it? How come that guy does it? How come that? He's rich. Well, <laughs> so any form of excuse, just think of it as practically as you're putting up a wall. And what the prayer that Rabbi Nachman says is, that's why he says at the end of the day, when, when, you, when you're in a place that you have no other option, that you cannot, you're, you're, you're overwhelmed by obstacles, you're overwhelmed, you have nowhere to turn to, he says this, the solution is not to just be mindful, the solution is to cry out from the heart. Because remember, where is the distance? The distance is between the brain and the heart. Anytime there's a distance is because the distance is it's an, it's, it's a belief thing. Anytime a person's not doing something, it's because he doesn't believe it. But the belief is not in the head. 
the belief is in the heart. This is why, you know, you hear so much chakra cleansings, heart cleansings, open, where's the blockages? And this is where Rabbi Nachman says that a person has to cry out from the depths of his heart to his Father in Heaven. God will hear his voice and he'll hear his cry. And it may happen that even in itself, because the word kusha, the word kusha means a question, which are walls, questions about God, has the same words as Shema Adonai Koli Ekra. Oh God, hear my voice when I cry out to you. So practically the same word that means questions, doubts, in the same word, if you take those same letters, that's the problem is the solution, right? The problem is I have questions in my heart. I have questions and those questions are all in my heart. So where do you have to fix it? In your heart. You have to physically cry from the place where the questions are. Now what happens if you have no spirituality and you're a logical person? What do you, how do you fix this? <laughs> you're just trying to, fix, trying to find rationally how to fix it. There's no, nothing rational here. This is nothing, that's why he, the Jews were saved when they cried out to God. The cry out is a yearning of surrender and help. So this is why surrendering is so, so beneficial. Because surrendering, you're giving up personal control for personal peace. You want to be at peace. You want to be close to your creator. But because of our rational thinking, we're thinking, well, let me just figure it out. There's things in life where your creator wants you to put the brain to rest and open up your heart and connect to him emotionally. Emotionally. He wants to put the brain, put the brain to rest. He wants you to connect emotionally. So this is where, just, just hear what kind of words he says. So you have an idea of what does it mean to cry out to God. Just look at his tone of voice. Rav Natan was a student of Rav Nachman and he basically wrote his version of Tehillim. If you, could, if you read Tehillim, it's King David talking through his heart. The 50th gate, which is a, a prayer on every lesson that we say, is pretty much the same version as Tehillim, but for breast lovers, people who are connected to Rabbi Nachman's teachings. It means if you have any emotional issues, you're connected to Rabbi Nachman, period. If you have any emotional issues whatsoever, you are connected to emotional. Every Scorpio is, is, is connected to Rabbi Nachman. <laughs> Passing by my... And cancers too, by the way. Passing by, leaping over all obstacles. And Pisces too, by the way. Any water sign. Water, water, forget it. Water is just all emotions, 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 emotions. My soul yearns to exhaustion for the courtyards of God. My heart, my flesh, sing out to the God of my life. My flesh and my heart have all but expired. Rock of my heart, my portion is God's forever. My, my spirit thirsts in God. When will I come to see the face of God? Master of the world, you are filled with compassion for your nation and for, for us. But you know, because of the obstacles, I've become completely distanced from you. That's what he's saying. Because of the obstacles, I've become distanced from you. They are like walls of iron, rushing rivers, streams of fire. They surround me everywhere. And I have nowhere to run to. Because of the multiple of obstacles, we have been tremendously di distanced from you. But, in you form, but you've told us that you're in the obstacle itself. God's creating the obstacle. You understand? He's in the obstacle itself. He wants you... To, the main point that your Creator wants from you, 
If I would tell you what's your mission statement and the most popular verse in the Torah, do not have fear. If I would tell you what is your mission statement, what do you have to do? What do you hear? What is the, what's the main message of the Torah? Do not have fear. Do not have fear of the relationship. Do not have fear of this. Do not have fear of money. What's the dominant emotion today? Withdrawal and anxiety. Where is that coming from? COVID? COVID's over now. Okay, what's going to be next? Economy? Inflate? Do you understand how it doesn't change, by the way? It's just a different thing on the menu. You ever go to the restaurant and what's the special for today? Okay, what's the thing to be fearful for today? It's not going to end. Tomorrow, inflation will be fixed. Next thing you know, global warming. New menu. It'll be this. It doesn't... It doesn't you can't hide anywhere. It's all fears. But at the end of the day, pain is real, fear is not. That's what we need to understand. Pain is real, fear is not. But the main mission statement is to recognize that we, we create these division in our hearts due to the fear that we have. And these fears all of a sudden make things bigger than they are, like we've said many times. And the, the solution is only to cry out to God. To cry out to God to help you to help you with these things. It's not a logical thing. It's something where you have to physically scream out to God. Nevertheless, they grow in strength. And what is he saying? Have compassion and save me from all the rescue, all, all the obstacles in my mind. All the doubts and confusion in my mind that are causing me to question you. The obstacles on my mind are greater than all the obstacles in the world. Let's say you're, you're, two people are dating and one person is 100% all in and the other person is questioning whether the relationship is going to work. You could see where that relationship goes. Pretty much barely goes anywhere. Because questions create in your mind, you start doubting the relationship. Questions create doubts. So we have to surrender the questions by screaming out from the heart. We can't just put up walls because we're not comfortable. We've all had this mechanism uh, forever. Nobody taught us. They should teach us all in elementary school how to break up walls, break walls. Go into growth. Go into resilience. But we're, and society now is making it even worse. Society now is even making it worse. They're telling you to put more walls up. Therefore, I must come cry to you, call out to you, because my only hope is to be safe from these questions. Oh God, I hear, I hear my voice when I call out to you. Save me, rescue me, extradigate me, deliver me from all kinds of questions, doubts, obstacles that are in my mind. And may I pay no attention to this and my end up great. Let me rely only on you. May I strengthen myself to overcome these obstacles and barriers rated for human beings or created by other desires in my body. Bottom line, it's all obstacles. Don't resist the obstacle. Plow through the obstacles. And the solution, he says, is to cry out and to have a heart. And he says, if your heart is in it, the main thing is to be mighty and courageous. And then one has no obstacles altogether. We speak about many times about David Hawkins. He says, the level of courage is when the ego no longer is running the show. Courage means I still have some kind of fears, but I start facing them. That is the, really the flip where the ego's, the ego's gone. Remember, the ego's running the show at shame, the ego's running the show at fear, the ego's running the show at anger, the ego's running the show at pride, the ego's running the show at, at uh, desires, at courage, is when the ego no longer runs the show. That is when you're starting to take control 
and you're no longer putting up walls, you're starting to embrace these things. So I can only tell you from my own experience, if the heart is there, you will get there. You have courage. Courage is the key. Core. Core in Latin means the heart. Line is courage. Understand the courage. Core. That's what we have to, we have to build. It's funny. Core. Core is the muscle that we have to build. At the end of the day, you don't have a good core. The whole back goes out. Everything else comes out. The core itself is courage. That's what we have to, we have to ask our creator. And this is what he's saying here. That even a warrior's strength stems only from the might and courage of the heart. His heart exceptional might enables him to charge into the thick of battle, etc. It's all about whether or not you can do it, whether or not you can or you cannot, you're right. That's our job. Can I handle this challenge? Can I handle this issue? Can I handle this relationship? You have to believe you can by having the courage to, have to do it. But if you do believe you can't, we just put up those walls. So may Hashem help us that we should remove all these walls and make, not make things, God, God forbid, worse than this. Have a great day.